It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest breaking news stories. An outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Well, thank you very much indeed for joining me. Awful lot, as always, to talk about. Uh, obviously, looking at the front pages of the newspapers, I mean, a whole variety of different stories about the cost of living, about strikes, about um, everything but uh, <laughs> everything but everything uh, that's going on uh, in the world right now. And joining me to chat about all of those big stories, I'm delighted to say, is Conservative commentator Benedict Spence. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. <laughs> We're all sounding a bit cheery, honest. <laughs> by the way, I mean... We're doing our best. Doing our best. I mean, it's mid-January, load of strikes. So I'm kind of say, this... I I do this every now and then, but just word of advice for those of us who, who, who wake up at 4.30, genuinely, don't even bother today. It's <laughs> utterly grim out there. I mean, just seriously, under the, stay under the duvet. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm How not, do you start your day? Not, I wouldn't start it from here. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, start, I mean, I'm not, I'm not encouraging people working from home. I mean, I genuinely, I think people get out and about. It's, it's good for you. But genuinely, it's grim out there today. Um, I think across the whole country. But, uh, you know, we'll get through another one. It is also grim. You've got, you know, various different strikes. Other than, I think, the train drivers on the Elizabeth line today, in, certainly in England, I think um, um, we haven't got any strikes today, but talk of more, yet more mm. meetings going on, uh, Benedict, between different whether it's the rail unions or the the uh, the, the, the civil service unions or, or health unions and all, all all talking with ministers and talking with representatives, uh, this latest announcement from a strike. It's the first of February, which is a day of national action. The TUC is planning uh, hundred thousand civil servants from the PCS union working in one hundred twenty four different government departments are going to go on strike. My first question here will be, how will we know? I mean, if they're <laughs> yeah, working from home in their PJs and not very much is getting done. Mm. Will we notice if 100,000 civil servants go on strike? I think at this point it's just the sort of the shrugging of the shoulders, just like, well, you might as well go on strike right now. It's not as if the service has been working But what's going to be well. the difference? Yeah. Well, how, I mean, there are people who, when they go on strike, you know. Yeah. But I'm um, not sure. I don't know. Your passport might take a little bit longer to get to you beyond the four or five months that it currently <laughs> takes to you. So if you're planning on going, so if you're planning on fleeing the country because nothing works, yeah. bon chance. But, um, but have we all just given up? There isn't it. I have. <laughs> I've just the, given up. The, what a waste of Thursday. There is just a general feeling now, isn't there? This whole sort of, you know, Rishi Sunak did his speech to the nation, this political mm. broadcast, which said nothing more than he said in that speech last week, which, again, statements of the obvious. Um, and Keir Starmer tore him apart on, on a lot of these things at PMQs yesterday, although I have to say overall mm. that Rishi Sunak won PMQs um, in terms of his responses. But you know, this idea that we've just sort of gone... 
yeah, we'll just completely accept that nothing works in this country. No one goes to work. You can't get a train anywhere. Kids don't really get educated. You you may or may not get an ambulance mm. if you're ill. Or I mean, we've, have we just sort of just I gone, think, oh, well, I mean, is it just, you know, end of civilization? We're just not going to bother anymore. I think we've kind of hit peak peak Peter Hitchens where we've all heard enough <laughs> from him that everything is declining and we've gone do you know what yeah it does sound like everything sucks so we're not gonna we're not gonna wake up and and put the effort in anymore because there's no point um it, the thing is a lot of these issues that are sort of collapsing or breaking down uh, they're sort of areas that have been warned for a very long time that it would happen and yeah. I do think for a long time people in the country and our politicians especially have sort of blithely carried on just assuming that everything would be fine and that you don't need to sort of address key fundamentals yeah. Um, because, oh, it'll sort itself well, out. The, you know, the classic territory of the Nick Clegg as, as Deputy Prime Minister in yeah. 2010, that wonderful video of himself. I've used to mention this before, but it just makes me laugh. Makes me laugh and angry at the same time. <laughs> uh, where he says, there's no rage. point building that nuclear reactor. You know, it's not going to it's not going to solve our energy problems. It won't be online until 2022. I know. But the you best think, thing yeah. is you also have um, people now, politicians now, Green Party uh, politicians especially, saying it's not a viable alternative because yeah. it takes so long. And you just start thinking, well, you've got to start at some some point you, you have to start. What do you make? I mean, Sky News um, uh, have been, uh, there are other broadcasters, um, uh, has been doing a project all week, and I have to say, really laying it on thick, a lot of information that actually is already publicly known. Mm. But there was, it was mentioned in Prime Minister's Questions yesterday, which is why I mentioned it, uh, by the SNP and by others, um, that, that, you know, you, and you've got people like, say, Sir Keir Starmer, for instance, who is receiving a load of money towards his office and his mm. costs um, from, you know, a big green campaigners who are also backing Extinction Rebellion, yeah. uh, you know, um, and people, you know, Del Vince, who was on uh, on, on Mike, Mike's show yesterday. Um, now, you know, is, is there an element where lots of politicians are just, you know, like, like Rishi Sunak and having had a private GP, when you are sort of completely you know, insulated from a lot of the day-to-day problems, there's no MP who's worried about paying their mortgage. I mean, they might, no. they, they, they might be like me and everyone else turning down their heating, worried about these heating bills, but there's no one genuinely worried. There's no one, you know, we've got 3.2 million people mm. on um, prepay energy meters last year, according to the citizen advice, who ran out, ran out of credit. So basically could not light or heat their homes. I mean, that is outrageous. Yeah, yeah. um, 750,000 households, according to the Financial Conduct Authority, in a letter to the Treasury Select Committee MPs, so they believe the next two years are likely to default on their mortgages, mm. people particularly coming out of those fixed rate terms. Um, you know, but there is a reality here where which is just not faced by a lot of the people making the decisions. So yeah. over the years, they just, they're, 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 they're sort of inured. I, I don't even think so much that it's about MPs being sort of uh, financially you know, looked after, so to speak. I think actually it starts in I'm the I'm not saying roots. MPs should be badly paid, by the way. No, actually, in many ways, I think they should be slightly better paid because then it might stop them having to, you know, Sky being able to run things saying, you know, look at where they get their money from. If they were paid a little bit better, they might not need to take money from different places. Yeah, because Boris Johnson's worth millions, thing. but he still takes millions. That, I mean, that's pie in the sky thinking that they might think, oh, I won't take this book deal or I won't go on Have I Got News For You. But there we are. But I think actually it starts earlier on. It starts at the grassroots of the party apparatus and it's about people who get to the top are the ones who have climbed the greasy pole because they've said the right things, they've busted up the right people. Mm. Very few people actually, in my opinion end up at the top of politics because they went into politics for the right reasons. They went into politics because they wanted to become MPs because they like the idea of being an MP. Now, perhaps that's a little bit harsh, but that is my I attitude. Think most you have MPs, ideologically and career-driven people. Yeah, I, yeah but, I mean, I, but I, think, I think most MPs on average are actually good people. I think the people who get to the top, you have to be fairly ruthless. Being to a get good to the person top. is not the same thing as going into it for the right reasons. Okay, yeah, fair actually. enough. Well, let's talk about Boris Johnson because we say we, 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 basically we've got these polls showing you know all these big sort of these five pledges from 
Rishi Sunat he was talking about in his party political mm. broadcast yesterday. Um, and, you know, I mean, dealing with the illegal immigrants over the uh, coming over the channel and, and, and tackling cost of living and things like that. A lot of stuff which, you know, frankly, you would have thought was just sort of, you know, government 101, frankly. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that Boris Johnson, the great white hope, you know, lying over the water of the Thames, you know, um, <laughs> that, that he is he is the man too. So he's, he was uh, unveiling a portrait of himself at the Carlton Club, the big <laughs> Tory party members club the other night. Um, lovely portrait it is too. And making jokes, you know, um, yeah. unusual usually speaking for free, not not for a million quid. I'm all in favour of people making as much money as they can. It wasn't legally, for free, there's no a portrait of him at the yes, club. No, <laughs> but he was he was making jokes about Partygate. The front yeah. page of the Times today, Boris Johnson described an alcohol field leaving do as the most unsocially distanced uh, party in the UK right now. Uh, he, he, the whistleblowers have told a podcast. So, um, But um, The Mirror are also reporting stories uh, from an, it's an ITV podcast where... Um, they're, they're, they're talking about you know, same old Johnson just weeks before the COVID inquiry emerges the number 10 staff shredded party gate documents uh, meanwhile the Prime Minister former Prime Minister still refuses to come clean about why he's why is he living in a £20 million home for free that doesn't belong to him mm. belongs to the JCB uh, uh, you know, boss's wife um, more and more revelations we've still got this party gate investigation this inquiry that's going on We've still got the COVID inquiry long term going on. We've still got some big question marks about Boris Johnson and 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 what he spends his time doing. Um, mm. There's an awful lot of stuff that doesn't go into the newspapers about Boris Johnson for legal reasons, which I won't go into at this point. For legal like, reasons, like for legal reasons, <laughs> um, you you kind of you can kind of guess what they are. They they are not, shall we say, out of character. For, for this man. Uh, and yet people are still talking about him as, well, if we have Boris Johnson heading the Tories, Keir Starmer would be yeah. nowhere and the Tories win the next election. Do you think that's true? No, Boris Johnson was the one that lost the colossal lead that he managed to accrue. I don't care but how talented he was. People have to... forgotten that. Yeah, I think so. I think people genuinely... Uh, it, very hap- it very quickly happens. Every administration, outgoing administration, is the worst in history. And then <laughs> yes. a few years later, like George W. Bush, a war criminal, X, Y, Z... Donald Trump comes along, ah, oh, lovely George. Don't we miss George? He was a nice, moderate conservative. That's the kind of attitude that a lot of people have. and We have re- short memories. We do have very short memories. And the thing, yeah, it, I mean, it boggles the mind because this is less than a year that people are sort of sat there going, oh, well, if only Boris had come back. Um, you know, I don't think that that is the answer. I think a lot of people do feel very betrayed by Boris Johnson, I, the average I, voter. I'm s- I'm I don't think he could win back the Red blood-boilingly furious, and I will never, ever uh, stop being furious about this. I, mm. I couldn't... I don't even think... I genuinely... I don't think I could actually look him in the eye and shake his hand. I genuinely... I would just be... I'm still so angry at him. It well, is wanna... partly because he was the great white hope, supposedly. You know, he promised to get Brexit done. You know, he brought he Dominic Cummings Brexit. and said, we're going to reform the civil service. He made the big promises, and he failed quite because spectacularly he... on everything yeah. post-Brexit. Yeah, <laughs> The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.